0: The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. In week three of our series, purpose, and what we're doing is we're talking about why you exist—the purpose for you. Which, by the way, look at this room—we got a full house this morning. Just a quick reminder: there is a first service for some of you. So, because if this keeps up, we're going to have to do something here. All right, I think we're running out of chairs, which is awesome—we love that problem. But you might want to consider coming to first service too. Uh, but, anyways, what was I talking about? Purpose, right? Yeah, we're in a series called Purpose. And uh, we're talking about why you exist. And so it was interesting when I was putting this this series together, and so you know how this typically works, is I'll, I'll pray and ask the Lord to kind of put some things on my heart. And then I'll meet with our team and we'll begin to kind of talk about, you know, where the direction of the series could go. And then I'll kind of take those ideas and I'll go spend some time with the Lord and begin to prepare the messages. And I knew what the first two messages, I had a pretty good idea what they were going to be. I know what I'm going to talk about next week. But this is the week I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to be talking about. So last week, after I finished writing last week's message, I spent some time kind of praying. And I was on my way to the gym. I was praying, asking the Lord to kind of speak to me what he wanted me to say. So, you know, I'm in the car, I'm praying, Lord God, uh, we're in this series, it's four weeks, I, I want to make sure I make the most of this, I want to help people to step into the purpose you have for them, so God, would you, would you speak to me, would you show me and tell me, reveal to me what it is that you want me to say in the week of this message? And and I just felt like I heard the Lord say, Josh, what are you doing right now? Now, it, it felt like, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you before, but I, I've i had some experiences in my life where like somebody calls you out like that, and and you're kind of going, what am I doing, right? Like, I tend, just so you know, a little bit about me, sometimes when I'm in the car, I just make noises. Like, I'll just be kind of driving down the road going, "Mm -hmm," or I'll start, I'll get, "Mm -hmm." like, it's just weird. And I'll be doing this, and Sarah, my wife, will be like, what are you doing? And you feel so exposed in that moment, like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. And that's kind of how I felt like it was whenever God told me this, like, what are you doing? I was like, well oh well, lord i'm you know I'm trying to p- come up with this this message I'm, I'm asking you to speak to me on it you know you 're the one that told me to do this, so could you could you reveal your you know what your your will is here what what do you want me to do And I felt like again the Lord said, "What are you doing right now so i I decided to kind of step back for a moment and say, okay, what am I doing right now i 'm driving down the road and i'm i 'm praying, and then the lights came on, and i 'm asking God to speak to me. And reveal to me specifically what he wants me to share with our church, which is the purpose he's called. You you follow me right now? In other words, I'm asking God to specifically talk to me about the purpose he's called me to. You ever had a duh moment with the Lord? (laughs) I get those a lot because I'm a little hard-headed. And this was one of those moments because here's the thing. Duh, yes, of course. If you're going to walk in the specific purpose that God has for your life you need to be led by the voice of God. You need to understand how powerful the voice of God is in, in speaking to you the specifics of what God has called you to do. Now, maybe you're hearing me talk about this right now, and you're going, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, you hear God, I, and, and you, have, you do not relate to that at all. It sounds crazy to you. And, and you're kind of going, you, like, really, you're talking to God, and he's talking back to you. And if that's, if that's how you feel this morning, let me just tell you, you're in good company, because at one point, I was just like you. I had that same exact thinking. I remember being 16 years old, and I was at the church that I grew up at, and it was a Saturday night, Saturday night service, and they had a guest speaker in, a really well-known guest speaker. If I said his name, you, most of you would probably know who this person was. For the, for the sake of the story, I'm going to call him Bill. And, uh, and he was he was sharing this message, and there was a section in his message where he started talking about this kind of back-and-forth conversation that he had with the Lord and it was very nonchalant and here's kind of how the gist of how it went he's, he's in his car driving down the road and God speaks to him and says Bill I want you to do so and so and he's like well God I don't want to do so and so and there's just like this back and forth between him and God about God asking him to do something and him kind of arguing with God about doing it and I'm 16 years old listening to this going for real? Like this is really, you hear God like that? And, and there was no explanation. There was no like, this is how it works. This is how God sounded. So here's what happened. I walked away from that church service going, that, hearing God's stuff, that must be reserved for special people. That must be for people who have a really big purpose, a really big calling, people who you know, are doing something more significant. Or maybe it's for people who are more matured in the things of God. And, but but that, that ain't happening to me, so it must not be for me. But I'm here to tell you today, that hearing the voice of God is for every believer. Every person who calls Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life can hear the voice of God. I'll show you that today. And, and, and if you are a Christian, you probably already are hearing God. You just don't know that it's God. But God wants to talk to you. Turn the person beside you this morning and say, God wants to talk to you. Now, if you were here at the beginning of this series, we started talking about the general purpose or the general will of God And how there's a specific will, a specific purpose of God. The general will is we are all called to glorify God. We are all under this umbrella of living lives where we glorify God with everything we do. With our marriages, with our jobs, with the way we conduct ourselves in business, with the way we raise our children. That our life should bring glory to God. That people should look at our life and say, that's a person who's a Christian. That person's life brings glory to God. That everything we do brings praise to God in our life. That's what we're all called to do. That's the, the general purpose. But then there's a specific purpose or a specific kind of lane that you're called to run in. And that, that lane is, is your lane that God's called you to specifically that helps accomplish the overall purpose. But you have a specific purpose within the big purpose. Now, in the same way that we have a gen, there's a general will or a general purpose of God and a specific will, specific purpose, God speaks to you in those same terms, God wants to speak his general will into your life, but he also wants to speak his specific will in your life. And here's how it works. We know the general will of God by his word. If you're taking notes, that's in your notes. We know the general will of God by his word, but we know the specific will of God by his voice. Now, let me, let me kind of explain this to you, okay? If you want to know how to conduct yourself in your, with your finances, in a God-honoring, God-glorifying way, how to conduct, how to conduct yourself in business, how to, how to operate in marriage and be a godly husband, a godly, a godly wife, a godly parent. If you want to understand those things, you can find general uh, things within the Word of God that speak to what God wants us to do there. But if you want to know more specific stuff like who to marry, you know, I never found a Bible verse that said, Josh Blunt is to marry Sarah Newsom. Never came across that. Uh, if you want to know what job to take, you want to know if you should move to this city, if you should, if you should go to this college or this college, if you should major in this or this. Those specifics we can't necessarily find in the Word of God, but I want you to understand today God wants to speak to you specifically. Now hear me, I am not by any means trying to undermine the authority of the Word of God. You will see that in this message today. What I'm trying to show you is that while God speaks in general terms, He wants to speak specifically to you. He has a specific purpose for your life, and He wants to direct you and guide you in that specific purpose He has for you. Okay, so, so here's what I, I thought of this week. I, I thought back to 16-year-old Josh, and I'm 38 years old now. It's been 22 years since that day. And I've, I've learned how to hear God and how to live a life in, in, in such a way where I, ca- I know how to hear the voice of God. I've had story after story of times in my life when God has specifically spoken things to me, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was God. He confirmed it. It was incredible. So what would I say if I could go back in time and sit down with 16-year-old Josh? Here's what I would say, okay? That's what this message is all about, all right? So first, two, two things that you've got to wrap your brain around. If you're going to hear the voice of God, if you're going to be led in the specific purpose God has for your life by his voice, two things you've got to understand. Number one is God wants to talk to me. God wants to talk to me. You've got to wrap your brain around that. You've got to believe that. And here's number two, I can hear God's voice. God wants to talk to me, and I can hear God's voice. So let's talk about that, all right? Number one, God Uh, God wants to talk to me. God really does want to talk to you. The Bible says this in in John uh, 15, 15. He says, I do not call you servants anymore. This is Jesus talking, by the way. Most of the verses I'm going to show you today are Jesus talking on this subject. I don't call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know. Notice it says no. We talk about here at New Song Church, God wants you to know him. We want to help people know God, have a real relationship with God, He says, I don't want you, to. I don't call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what the master is doing. Here's what Jesus is kind of saying here. I'm not just looking at you saying you're my servant. You're not just people to me. You are something more than that to me. And I want you to understand that because that will help you to know me in a greater way, to walk in greater relationship with me. Then he says this, but I've called you friends. Everybody say friends. Friends. Say it like you mean it. friends. Friends. Because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. So Jesus puts something out here that's really interesting. He says, I call you friends. Jesus calls you friends. Anybody in here have a friend? If you have a friend, a little participation. Raise up your hand if you've got a friend this morning. All right, hands down. Anybody not have a friend this morning? You have no friends? No, fr- Okay, good. You don't, uh, Everybody's got friends. If you don't have friends, come to Next Steps in a couple of weeks. We will help take care of that for you, okay? But I'm glad you have friends. Now, who in here has a best friend? Someone in your life? Maybe you've known him since elementary school, since college. Maybe it's your spouse. There's someone in your life that you would call a best friend. Now, let me ask you something. This is kind of wild, but bear with me here for just a moment, okay? In your relationship with your best friend, do you ever talk to them? (laughs) We do that, right? Let me ask you something else. If, If all of a sudden your best friend quit talking to you, what would you think? You'd think something was wrong. You would think that maybe you offended them or you upset them. Because, because why? Because a mark of relationship is communication, isn't it? When we're in relationship with people, we communicate to the point that when, when it ain't happening, we recognize something's off. Now, now here's what Jesus says here. He says, I call you friends. The Bible says that we can call God our father. The Bible says that Jesus is our brother in Christ because of, who, because of what he's done. We, we can call him Our brother. So God is our Father. Jesus is our brother. He calls us friends. I'm sorry, but I have a hard time believing that, that in that relationship that, that God doesn't want to talk to us anymore. I just have a hard time with that. I have a hard time looking at the Bible in a Bible, a book that was written for 4,000 years that has story after story in both Old and New Testament of God talking to people that all of a sudden he just stopped because he said everything he needed to say. And yet that Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today and forever, right? And yet there's people that will tell you that God doesn't talk anymore. that He's done. He said everything. He say, "Listen, my friends, it don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. God wants to talk to you. He calls you friends, and friends communicate. God doesn't just, listen, God doesn't just talk to you. He wants to talk to you. He calls you friend, and he wants to communicate with you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you in the specific purpose that he has for your life, and you can hear the voice of God. God wants to talk to you. Now that leads us to the second thing. I can hear the voice of God. I can hear the voice of God. As a, as a child of God, understand this, you can't, it's not that you just can hear God, it's that it is who you are. You don't just have the ability to do it, it's actually who you are. Look at this with me. This is John chapter one, I'm sorry, John chapter 10, and we're gonna read verses one through four, and I'm gonna read this and I'll explain it to you, but once again, this is Jesus talking here, okay? He says this in verse one, most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, The same is a thief and a robber. Remember that. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Everybody say, hear his voice. Who hears his voice? The sheep hear his voice, all right? Remember that. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when they bring... And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. Notice he's going before them. He's leading them. And look at this. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Notice that they don't just hear his voice. They know his voice. Like when that person that you know really well calls you up, you know, your mom, your dad, a a really good friend, that best friend in your life, they call you up. You're not going, who is this? You know their voice, right? God wants to have that kind of relationship with you, where you know his voice. Now look at this next verse, verse 11. It's, Jesus says this. Now remember, this is Jesus talking. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Who's the good shepherd? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so let's, let me break this down for you. Jesus in these verses talks about how there's this thief, this robber who comes into our life. He doesn't come by, by the by the gate. He comes in a sneaky kind of way. Now we know this. If you know anything about the Bible, you know that this is talking about the devil, right? Satan, who's a thief, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And he comes in sneaky ways. He doesn't make it always really obvious. He sneaks around and tries to, to hurt you in your life. So, so we have the enemy identified here. And then Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. So Jesus is the good shepherd. Satan is the enemy. Now, here's, here's something. If you're doing Bible study, here's a good question. Always ask yourself, where is Jesus in what I'm reading? And where am I? Where am I in this story? Okay, so when you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, you are called a Christian, and Christian means Christ follower, doesn't it? That's what Christian means. So, who in this verse is following Jesus, the Good Shepherd? Well, verse four tells us. It says the it says in verse four, where is that? And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So the sheep hears voice. So here's, here's what I want you to see. You're the sheep, Everybody, Turn to the person beside you and say, you're a sheep. Sheep. Turn to the other person beside you and say, (laughs) pretty good sheep, right? Okay. Now this is why this is good news for you. Okay. Here's why this is good news. Because what it says, the sheep hear his voice. The sheep know his voice. They're able to follow him because they know and hear his voice. And then if you jump down to the same chapter, verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. Again, Jesus is talking and I know them and they follow me. Okay, so let me break this down for you. Is Jesus the shepherd? Say, is Jesus the shepherd? Are you following Jesus? So then you are sheep, correct? And what does sheep do? They follow, but what do they do? They hear and know the voice of the shepherd. My friends, here's what I want you to see. This is red letters. If you have a Bible, paper Bible that has, it's the red letter edition, this is the words of Jesus. So I don't care what anybody else has told you. I don't care what that pastor in that dead church told you years ago. This is the truth. This is what the word of God says. Jesus says that sheep hear his voice. A distinguishing mark of a person who has made Jesus the Lord of their life. They are a sheep and sheep hear and know the voice of God. It's that simple. You can hear God. Any one of you can hear God. It's not just something you do. It's who you are. You're a sheep. You hear God. Okay, so, so how does this work? Well, let me break this down for you. Going back to 16-year-old Josh, what would he have wanted to know? I know because I remember learning this. I remember learning that I could hear God, and my next question was, okay, so what does God sound like, and, and how do I hear him? How does this work? So, so what does God sound like? Well, here, here's the problem that a lot of us face. Typically in our life, when we hear people communicate with us in some way, typically we hear them through our physical ears, don't we? And, and when we hear them, they speak to us, and their voice sounds different than our voice. And so when I first started trying to hear the voice of God, I thought, you know, God was going to sound like, you know, Morgan Freeman or something. <laughs> Charlton Heston or, or even like, you know, Field of Dreams. Like, you know, the Bible talks about this. He, he comes in this quiet whisper kind of it's like, if you build it, he will come kind of voice. Maybe that was going to be God. And so I was listening for this outside voice, that would sound kind of different, and I was listening here with my ears. But my friends, that's not how God talks to you. God doesn't talk to you with, with your ears. He talks to you here. In fact, we were in between services, we were, we were having a little time of prayer, and one of the girls in, in our time was talking about how it's, it's interesting that God speaks to us not in our ears because there are people that are deaf, but that God has found a way to speak to us where everyone can hear him doesn't matter what kind of things that you're dealing with, God can speak to you. And he speaks to you in your spirit. And here's why, because God is a spirit. If you're taking notes, write that down. God is a spirit. The Bible says this in John 4, 24, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. And you know what? So are you. The real you is a spirit. This flesh, this this is not the real you. The real you is the spirit part of you. The Bible says that when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, that you are born again. Let me ask you, that moment when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, did you immediately in that moment become a little infant baby? No. So your, your flesh isn't born again. In that moment when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, did your mind go back to, to infancy and all you could say was goo-goo-ga-ga kind of stuff? Does that happen, Did that happen to you? No. So your mind isn't, isn't necessarily born again. But your spirit is born again. You receive a new spirit. And now that spirit, which is pure and holy because of Jesus Christ, is in tune with the Father, with the spirit of God. And you hear God, listen, you hear God spirit to spirit. That's how God talks to you. You hear from the spirit of God. He he speaks to your spirit from the spirit of God. And then this is what happens. Your spirit speaks to your mind. So listen, when you hear the voice of God, here's what God sounds like. He sounds like you. Because you're hearing your spirit interpreting what God has just said. And and so a lot of times we we go in thinking God's going to be this booming voice. It's going to be this this outside voice. That's not how God necessarily talks to you. In fact, uh, 99.9% of the time, and I'm just making that stat up, but most of the time, God's not going to speak to you with an audible voice. Could he? Of course he could. He's God. But does he do that? Very rarely. And most of the time, if you read in the Bible, when he speaks to people in an audible voice or when you hear people who talk about God speaking to them in an audible voice, most of the time, it was not good. Like, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where God has to be like, stop it! Like, you don't want that. (laughs) Most of the time, it's right here. And God speaks to you spirit to spirit, and it sounds like you. So what does God sound like? He sounds like you. He sounds like your thoughts, and that's why sometimes we have a hard time with it because we're, we're listening for some, from, for some outside voice and, and we get these thoughts and we're not sure if they're God or, or if, they're, if they're just us. And I'm going to help you understand how to identify them, but let me, just, let me just show you one way, okay? Here's one way. Let's say that God needs to correct you because something's going on in your life. The Bible talks about two ways that you receive correction. One is the conviction of God. Another way that, it's not really correction, but another way that the, way the enemy speaks to you is through condemnation. Now, here's the difference between the two. Conviction looks forwards. Condemnation looks backwards. So conviction, here's what God does. God says, hey, man, you, you're, you messed up there, but, but I love you and I'm for you and we can do this. And if you just, you just start taking these steps I'm placing in front of you, we're gonna, you're gonna move forward. I got something great ahead of you. Keep going. It, it builds confidence in you. It makes you wanna move forward. Condemnation says you screwed up again. You are such a loser. Look at all the mistakes you've made in the past. It focuses you on the past. All the, so listen, if you're hearing a voice and it's pointing you backwards to all the mistakes of your past, that ain't God. Amen. God's gonna move you forward into victory. He's gonna push you forward and say, I've got a better plan for you. That's the voice of God in your life. He wants to bring you to an, an incredible place. Okay, so let me, let me kind of coach you through three things you need to understand about the voice of God, okay? First of all this, hearing God is inherent, Hearing God is inherent. Here's what that means. You are, when you become born again, you are born again with the ability to hear God. You, you have it in you. The Bible says this in John 8, verse 47. It says, whoever belongs to God. Who belongs to God? Those who make Jesus the Lord of their life. You belong to God. Here's what he, here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. A mark of hearing God or a remark of knowing God, of belonging to God, is hearing God. It's just its just how it is. It's inherent. It's in you. But here's the second thing you need to understand. Hearing God, while it's inherent, it's also learned. The ability to hear God is learned. Now you say, Josh, wait a minute. You just said it's inherent. Now you're saying that it's learned. So what is it? Well, it's both. And here's how I can try to explain this to you, okay? When a, when a baby is born, typically, if everything is right, when a baby is born, they are born with the ability to communicate aren't they? They're born with everything they need to do it. They're born with the ability to hear. They're born with a brain that allows them to process words and learn words. They're born with with a mouth and a tongue and vocal cords and eyes that can see and these things that allow them to learn how to communicate with other people. But let me ask you, when a baby comes out of the womb, do they come out talking? No, they don't. Even though they have the ability, they have to learn how to do it. And then here's the third step. You're, you're born, it's inherent, the ability is inherent, the ability is learned, but here's the other thing, it's also something that has to be matured. The ability to hear God is matured. Just because you have the ability to do something doesn't mean you're good at it right away, right? Like with a baby, think about it, when they first start talking, they're really bad at it. Like, let's just be real, they stink at it. Like they, they, you know, it's da-da, and and then they grow and they start developing it. But even after they they learn how to start saying the words correctly, that doesn't mean they understand when to say them. My daughter Bo (laughs) was the queen of this when she was little. She is a tell-it-like-it-is little girl. In fact, one day her teacher said, Sarah was reminding me of this, her teacher was, they were doing the little, you know, you sit down, parent-teacher conference, and she was saying, Bo is very blunt, she, which is her name, so, bow blunt. So, but what, but what they were saying was like she'll just tell other kids exactly what she's thinking. Like like a little girl will come into class and her bow has fallen down, and Bo will just look at her and go, "Your bow's messed up," and it just hurts their feelings. And she's just going, "Hey, so what's going on?" And we we've had this with her. She's getting better about it, but when she was little, especially, like she told her grandparents they were wrinkly. She told. She told a person at the grocery store that was trying to talk to her that their teeth were yellow. She's told, <laughs> yeah, I know. She's told people that their breath was bad. I mean, she just will let you have it. She, she told us once we were sitting down at dinner with another family and she let us know that she needed to go to the bathroom, but in much greater detail as to what she was getting ready to do in the bathroom. And so we've had to learn with her to go, hey, you don't say, you don't point at people and say they're fat. You don't, like, you don't do these things, We had to train her in this. And the same way that you have to be trained and matured in how you speak, you also have to be trained and matured in how you listen. In fact, Friday night, we have what we call in our family Friday Family Fun Night. And on Friday nights, uh, we do something as a family all together. And so this Friday, we'd gone out to dinner and we were coming home and we were going to have like an ice cream bar where we had different ice creams and toppings and the kids could make their own ice cream. And then they were going to go into the living room and have a little camp out. They love to watch movies and camp out in the living room all together. So we were setting all this up. So we're driving home after dinner. And, uh, and I needed to buy some time for me and Sarah to kind of get stuff ready because they will swarm us like bees if we're not careful. So when we're driving home, I was like, okay, um, listen up. Everybody everybody look up here. And I, you, know, you know, if you're a parent, you know this, the rearview mirror, like you want to get eye contact in that rearview mirror, okay? So I'm like, hey, everybody look up here. Look up here, Sunny. Look up here. Sunny's four. So she's, she's, the, she's the wild card now. Look up here. All right, everybody listen. We're, we're going to get home. When we get home, I want you to go to your room and I want you to take off your clothes, and I want you to put them in that. Sonny, keep looking up here. Sonny, focus. I want you to take your clothes. I want you to put them in the hamper. I want you to take your shoes, and I want you to put them. Bo, look up here. Bo, stay focused. Just a few seconds. Put your shoes in your closet, and then I want you to put on pajamas. And then I want you to grab your sleeping bag, and I want you to come to the living room. You guys follow me? Okay, now, Sonny, what did Daddy just say? And I have to repeat it back to me. And I had each one of them repeat it back to me. Okay, so if we do anything outside of that when we get home, we're disobeying dad, right? Yes, yeah, like I go through this whole thing with them. Why? Because they get distracted so flippin' easy. I mean, we're dry. They, it's so easy for them to get distracted by stuff and, and to get off. And, and so I want them to understand what it is I'm trying to say. Listen, as we mature, though, that changes. Like I'm having meetings with my guys at the church and the offices. I don't have to sit there and go, hey, look at me while I'm talking to you keep your eyes right here. Okay. Now this weekend, Hey, stay focused, stay focused. Now repeat back. What did I just tell you? Tell me what I just said. Say back. we don't have to do that, right? Cause we mature, we grow, but here, here's what I want you to see in this. One of the reasons why sometimes we have a hard time hearing God is because we get so easily distracted. God wants to talk to you, but you're going to have to tune into his voice. You're going to have to lay aside some of these other voices and some of these other things that are talking to you. And listen, you hear voices. You do. Like that's one of those sayings I was thinking about this week that sometimes, you know, you hear somebody say like I hear voices and that's like, whoa, okay, mental institution for you, dude. <laughs> but but the reality is we all hear voices. You got voices speaking to you from all different angles. Voices that speak to you in your, the workplace, voices that speak to you through social media, voices that speak to you at the newsstand as you're checking out at Target, voices that speak to you in your classes, voices that are speaking to you all the time. And the enemy wants to use these different voices to speak, tr- to speak lies into your mind, to get you off track of the purpose that God has for you, to get you from, to miss out on the specific calling, to keep to, to drown out the voice of God. So if we're gonna hear the voice of God, we're gonna have to tune in we're going to have to focus on what God's saying. We're going to have to do some things specifically to line ourselves up so that we can hear what God wants to say to us. And one of the great ways we hear God is, listen, is through the Word of God. You got If you're, if you're going to hear the voice of God specifically, you've got to know the Word of God generally. Because if you don't know the Word of God generally, you've got nothing to back up the specific voice that's talking to you. And that is a dangerous place. To God's specific voice will never contradict his general voice. If the voice you're hearing right now is saying, you know what, you should be happy. Your wife ain't making you happy. This life with your kids, this ain't happy. You need to leave your wife. You need to run off with that that other girl, leave your wife and your kids, and you should be happy. Listen, that ain't God. That ain't the voice of God. That is a lie. Because anything God tells you is going to line up and be validated by what his word says. I'm telling you, you cannot hear God in specific terms if you're not a student of the word of God. You need to hear that this morning. Because if you're not, you can get off into some flaky, weird stuff. you got to love the word of God. It is important that you love and are in the word of God. If you want to know and grow in your ability to hear God's voice, you got to get into the Bible, okay? As a sheep, you can hear the voice of God. God wants to talk to you. You can hear him. So how do you do it? How do you do it? Three things. Number one is ask. If you want to hear the voice of God, start asking. I remember when I was first learning how to do this, when I came to realize that God wanted to talk to me, I began to start praying, God, would you speak to me? Would you show me, reveal yourself to me in, in, in the word? Speak to me through people in my life. Speak to me. I want to, hear, I want to hear your voice. I want to be led by your voice. I begin to start praying and asking God to speak to me. The Bible says this in James 4, verse 2, you do not have because you do not ask. John 16, 24, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. If you want to hear the voice of God, God needs to hear your voice asking to hear his voice. you got to ask. Here's number two. You've got to practice. If you want to hear the voice of God, you need to practice. And here's what you need to practice. You practice relationship. You're practicing relationship with God. The Bible says this in, in Hebrews 5, verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who, by constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Leave that up there. Solid food is for mature. When it's talking about solid food here, think of, again, think about a child, a baby. When they're born, all they can drink is milk, Right? And then they begin to move on, and then they can they can eat like baby food, and then they can start eating softer solid foods, and then they, they keep growing, they keep maturing, and, and, and the food that they're eating is helping to 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 sustain them. Thought I was speaking in tongues for a moment there. To sustain them to the point that you get to a point in your life when you can sit down and eat a steak and cut it up and and enjoy that. And, And listen, for me at this point in my life, if I drank milk I'd be really hungry. It's not enough for me anymore. God wants to mature you. Now notice what it says here. You mature who by constant use have trained themselves. Notice it's constant use. It's not once a week at church. It's not Every once in a while, when you know it's not too cloudy outside, constant use, constant is every day. This is why we, we try to create opportunities for you here at New Song to, to have church more than just once a week. That you you come together in small groups and you meet with people and you're, you're growing with other people, that you serve in opportunities like God has called us to do. He was a servant, we're called to be servants, that you serve with other people, that you plug in, that you have a quiet time with the Lord every day where you're worshiping God, praying, and reading his word so that he can speak to you. If you're gonna practice relationship, you've got to have have a quiet time. And if you're going to have a quiet time, here's what you need to do. Here's the third thing you got to do. Set an appointment. Set an appointment. You know, there are many things that I value in life. I value the Dallas Cowboys. Woo! I do. I'm a, I'm a cat. Cow- Shut up. i <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I value the Dallas Cowboys. And so, you know what? I set appointments I have an appointment next week to watch the NFL draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So help me God and Sarah on that one. But, but I, I set an appointment. Why? Because I want to know what my team is doing, and I want to know what the rest of the NFL is doing so I can kind of set my heart for how bad the season's going to go. So I, I set an appointment. I, I set an appointment in the fall so I can, I can watch the games that they play in. I, I love my kids. I value my kids. So me and Sarah meet and we talk every month about what the month is going to look like and what's going on in the kids with school, with with the activities that they're involved in so that I can calendar and set an appointment so I can be there for them. I set an appointment to take my kids out individually, to go to breakfast with them, to go on little dates with them because I value them. I set an appointment. I have two set appointments with Sarah every month to go on dates with her because I value her. I set an appointment every Friday, Friday morning until we pick up the kids. We're together, we spend time together. Why? Because I value her. And in that time with her, I spend time with her. I get to know her. I talk with her. I have relationship with her. We communicate and, and I grow in my knowledge of her and her and her knowledge of me. And it's, it's a powerful thing. The things I value, I set an appointment for Do you, here's my question, do you value the voice of God? I know you do. Like no one in here is going, nope, I'm good. (laughs) We all value the voice of God, obviously. We wanna hear from God. So then why do we struggle sometimes to have quiet time? Why do we struggle to do this? Why, because we haven't set an appointment. You know what, I've missed every date with Sarah that I didn't set an appointment for. We've had times in the past where we looked at our calendar and we were like, you know what, we haven't been on a date in a couple months. Why? Because we didn't set any appointments for it. But if I, if I set an appointment for it, I show up and so does she. And I'm telling you this, if you will start setting an appointment to spend time with God every day, God will show up. He won't stand you up. And here's what's so cool. You know what you get when you set an appointment and God shows up? Here's what you get. You get God. God. God wants to hang out with you, the creator and the sustainer of the universe, the most powerful being in all history, who has all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the strength, everything you could ever need, wants to talk with you on a daily basis. So set an appointment so you can hear from him. And it's real easy. Three by five, here's what you do. Three five-minute things. If you're new at this, here's what you do. Five minutes in worship, Five minutes in prayer, five minutes in the word. Start there and ask the Lord to speak to you and just see what happens. Just test me in this. Just try it and see what God starts doing in your life. That's how it started for me. And as God started, I started getting these thoughts in my mind, I would start acting on them. I would ask other people that were more mature in the things of God, what do you think about this? And I, I started growing in my ability to hear God. I didn't understand it all at the beginning, but as I, as I practiced, I matured in it and I was able to distinguish the voice of God right from wrong and what God was saying. But you've got to get in the word. You've got to spend time in prayer and seek God and if you do it, he will show up. I was thinking this week about how important this, this idea has been to this church The idea of hearing the voice of God is why this church exists. At 17 years old, before I even really knew how to hear the voice of God, God spoke to me and called me into ministry. I knew that that happened. At at 23 years old, the day before I got married, God confirmed that I was gonna be a pastor someday. And then God got real quiet for a while. He didn't say anything. And, And the reason he didn't say anything is because he had some stuff he wanted to walk me through to get me to the place he'd called me to. But I remember driving down the road at about oh I was probably 30 something years old I don't even remember at the time it was it was a couple of years before we decided to plant new song church I'm driving down the road and I had asked God over and over again God would you would you speak to me and tell me what the name of the church is going to be and I'd even done you know like Google search like cool church names and stuff trying to figure out cuz I would ask God and it was like I would never hear anything But this one day I'm driving down the road and I said God what's the name of the church, and in a moment, I heard God say, New Song Church, and He said, Psalm 40, which says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He set my feet upon a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. Many will see what the Lord has done, and they will put their trust in Him. He not only gave me the name, He gave me a huge part of the vision for the church in a moment. I, I remember when we were kind of in the stage of we were just beginning to start praying about leaving the church we were a part of. For those of you who don't know, we came from a church in Dallas, Texas called Gateway Church. It's one of the biggest churches in America, a huge influential church in what is called the body of Christ. We had a great job there. I made a great salary there. had a great home in a great city, Frisco, Texas, one of the most beautiful cities in America. We loved it there. And yet there was something God started stirring in us that he had something more for us. And I remember praying with Sarah and we started seeking God on what's, that, what's the next thing. And I remember one night we were praying together and God put it on both of our hearts about this young guy that was working for me in the children's ministry that was helping lead worship in kids and that he was gonna come and he was gonna be a big part of, of our church and he was gonna be our worship leader. His name is David Terry, who's not here today. He's at a wedding. But God put him on our heart, both of us. And so we talked about it and we said, okay, this is cool. But I also felt like the Lord told me to say not to tell him. I felt like God was saying, I want you to pray and ask me to tell him. So that's what we did. We prayed and we said, God, we feel like this is you and we want you to pray. We're praying and asking you to speak to him and to lay this. If this is you, we want you to lay this vision on his heart. A couple weeks later, I got a text from David Terry. He said, I was praying and worshiping God tonight. I felt like God spoke to me and he said, I'm supposed to go with you in whatever it is that you're doing, dot, dot, dot. Can you tell me what that is? <laughs> and I was able to say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to pastor a church. And I don't know all the details of it, but I can tell you this. God told us this two weeks ago because I'm more spiritual than you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But here, here's what I want you to see. God confirmed it for us that we were hearing God? Because that was important for us. We're leaving a a church and a salary. When we came here, we left everything behind. When I moved to Oklahoma City with my family and three kids, we didn't have a job. We were planning a church. The paychecks ended. I I needed to know that God was telling me to do this. And he confirmed that to me, but he also confirmed it to David. And I'm so glad he did, aren't you? And here's what I want you to understand today. Here's what I want you to walk away with. Nothing else, walk away with this. I don't hear God because I'm special. I don't hear God because I'm a pastor. I hear God because I'm a sheep. And you, if you've made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, you a sheep too. And that means you can hear God. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I'm going to ask you to do something that I ask you to do every week, but hopefully it means a little bit more to you this week. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? In other words... What's God saying to you right now? Or in other words, what are you thinking right now? Aren't you grateful that we serve a God who speaks? He wants to speak to you the specific purpose he's called you to. This is so critical to our walk with God. Jesus, we love you. Thank you that you didn't go silent, but that you love us enough to talk to us and guide us and lead us in what it is you have for us. Thank you, Jesus thank you, Lord. If you would keep your heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you would say that you don't belong to God, <laughs> you don't really know where you stand, you you would kind of look at your life and say, I don't really think I could say that I belong to God, like I've given my life to Jesus Christ. Or maybe, maybe you'd be here today and you'd say, well, I've I've you know, raised my hand before, but I've, I've never really surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Or I've, I know I'm not where I should be with God. I know that I'm not sure where I stand. I'm not sure if I entered into eternity tomorrow what that would look like. If that's you today, I, I'd love to pray with you today so that you can know that you belong to God and so you can begin what we're talking about today to, to be able to hear the voice of God, have that new born-again spirit that can be t- in tune with the Spirit of God. If that's you today and you would say that that you don't know God, let me let me say this. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna make you come forward. All I want you to do is I just want you to acknowledge it before me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you would, if that's you, you're not where you should be with God. Would you just lift up your hands for me to see? Just put your hand up real quick. I see that hand. I see that hand. You can put your hand right back down after you put it up. Thank you. Anybody else? You would say today, I don't I don't I see that hand. Awesome. I don't know that I'm right with God. God loves you. He died on the cross for your sins. He made a way so you could know God, so you could have security in where you're going, so you could know the will of God and walk in the purposes. If that's you today, I want to encourage you. Just lift up your hand real quick. You can put it right back down. If you want to know God, if you want to know that you're right with God today, just pop your hand up and put it right back down. If that's you. All right, church, we had several hands go up across the room. We're going to pray together now, and, and here's what's cool. If you're praying this prayer for the first time or maybe rededicating your life to Jesus this morning, here's what's cool. The Bible says that, that Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. And Jesus said that, that when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that, that, and you believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, that you become alive in Jesus Christ. You're born again. He, he, he makes you completely new. It's an incredible thing that's going to happen. You may not feel anything, but your spirit is made new in Jesus Christ. And you now can live the life God's called you to. So those of you who lifted up your hands, we're going to pray a prayer. And actually, everyone in this room is going to pray this prayer together. We're going to say it like we mean it this morning. So would you say this with me, church? Say, Jesus, today, I give my life to you. Today, I'm turning my back on the world and my ways. I repent for my sins. I change my mind. I'm going to follow you. I've decided to follow Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead for me. Thank you, Jesus. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you my all. Not my ways, not my will, but yours be done.